And we're live. What's going on, folks? Lila's fee. Lila's right here next to me in disguise. <laughs> I know. Lila's feeling a little bit under the weather. Everything's good. He doesn't have the big C word or any of that stuff. She asked me and my little buddy James here to step in. And James wanted to talk about ice fishing since he's been out there doing his his ice fishing every day, torturing his wife, making him making her wait for him by his side, out in the cold, taking all sorts of pictures of him, and, and, and further furthering the Dockery legend. Why are you all dressed up like that, James? Because I'm still cold. You're not cold. I'm not cold. You're no, but cold. you guys were talking about ice fishing gear and stuff like that, and and what all you I were. wear. Well, guess what? This is it. <laughs> That's what a Missouri ice fisherman wears, right? That's, yes, yes. There's, there's a difference. <sighs> and hey, take that off before you. Suffer. I'm going to. I'm going to have a heat stroke here on Panfish Nation, and not uh, on my watch. Not on my watch. You think I can say hello to everybody while you're yep. getting undressed? for it all right let's see who's in chat what's up everybody welcome to the show we appreciate you i see avid fisherman in the house i'm pretty sure betty's out there listening uh uh on the big screen betty how you doing sis uh, uh brian b catfishing in the house what's going on brian b we have carolina catfish in the house yeah. we have cat life outdoors i think that's a new one cat man do outdoors what's going on uh buck williams in the house what's going on buck uh, Miss Chrissy Brown, how you doing, dear? There's Dan Thompson. How you doing, bud? Eddie Gross in the house. We got Fishing Freedom. What's up, Richard? Uh, we got Fishing with Squirrel. James Alba. We got Joe Buck 66. I see John Patrick Jr. What's up, John Patrick? How you doing? Uh, Joy Stewart. Mad Canner Catfishing. What's up, Richard? I look forward to seeing you in a couple months, bud. Uh, Matthew Schott. Uh, Mike Irvin, there's Mo Creek fishing. You know, Mo didn't know that his buddies Josh and Jerry were on the show prior to this. Yeah, but it's Mo. He doesn't know pretty much what day of the week it is. Have you been sending him pictures? I would never do that to him. No, Ever. Okay. Never. Papa Ed in the house. There's Parker Pursuit. Uh, Pontoon Jody's in the house. She's got the show right after this. Check her channel out. Ray Smith. Real and virtual outdoors. What's going on, Troy? Real Gales Fish. That's the better half of Fish and Freedom, Richard. That's Stephanie. Her name isn't Richard. Her name is Stephanie. Uh, Robert Andrews in the house, Scott Pace. I think that's a new one. If not, forgive me. Uh, Scott Swift, Sean Ebony. What's up, Sean? Uh, the, the real Shino, 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 forgive me. There's Van K, uh, V3 Custom KY. What's going on, Van? And there's Matt, uh, want to be outdoors. He was on, uh, Docktails yesterday with, uh, Jody and LG Bass. A very cool show. I caught most of it. Some stuff happened around here that I take care of. Let me see if I missed anybody. Uh, I think I said hello to Buck Williams. Uh, Chrissy Creole Catfishing, congratulations on 1K, buddy. Good job, my friend. Uh, let's see, Dennis Graham, crappie time. There's a new one. What's up, Dennis? How you doing? Fat boy Eric fishing in the house, fishing with squirrel. There's Freddie. How you doing, Freddie? Uh, Jeremy Colvin fishing. What's up, Jeremy? Make sure you check out Jeremy's channel. Um, YouTube gave him the shaft, pardon my French. 
but he did. They did. So check him out. Look at his videos. I'm sure you'll like it enough to subscribe and comment and all that good stuff. I think I saw Chad pop in here. What's going on, bro? Good job on the show. Good job on a tournament. Way to raise money for charity. Good job, bud. If you're wondering how much, you can find out how much and where it went on pretty much all of our uh, YouTube group or our Facebook groups, whether it's Fields to Water. I know it was on Catfish Weekly, and I did know I put it on uh, uh, the Catfish and Crappie uh, group as well. So uh, there's a post about that up there. Uh, there's Northeast Missouri Angling, another Missouri angler. Uh, let's see. Parker said hello. Ray Smith, what's up? If I'm saying hello to you twice, they're stacking in here just to see, just to oh, trophy seekers outdoors and sunfish assassin in the house. What's going on? And Miss A.B. Evans, the better half of, of Lee Evans' house. Definitely. And they're all there here to see you, James. No, so not I, even. I told James I was just going to say, okay, James, go and then do one of these on him. Oh, so he's, he's, they're trying to get me to snap again. This is what they're trying to do. Oh, we're not. This is a no snap episode. This, oh, May, this, maybe. Not, listen, that maybe. is not what Lyle agreed to. He gave me a list of rules. He says if James can't behave himself to just take him out. But I didn't think he meant off screen. He meant something totally different, which I, I don't know if I'm willing to go Ooh. to prison for. You know, we do have that yoga pose that he was doing. I have that yoga picture. He's not on the show tonight. We could we could do her. I like my job here. On, I like my job here on Panfish Nation. So we're gonna we're gonna keep from that we're gonna keep that from happening, James. Angler Holics fishing and outdoors adventures. What's going on? And I think I got everybody, James. They keep piling in here. here big, there's Big Bill's veterans catfishing. What's going on? See, look at this. I'm here for James Tungsten. Are you doing a tungsten giveaway, James? No. No? No. The tungstens ain't cheap, are they? No, they are not. And there's Brad Cuddell. What's going on, Brad? How you doing? He's saying hold on, everybody. Look at the whole list. There you go. You know, I can understand that. Can I definitely understand that. I know by the end of any single night, James, I'm, I'm all typed out saying hellos. Yes. I mean, I adore every single one of them. <clears throat> But my hands are old and, and, and crippled and carpal tunneled and all those old man things. So if I ever miss anybody, forgive me. All right, let's get on with the show. We want to talk ice fishing gear, all that good stuff. I know we had Luke on last week. We talked some ice fishing before that even. Hey, there's Eric Massey, who's going to be on my show this week. Got to get that plug in. But we're going to continue this the the, the subject, because what's the temperature like where you're at, James? Uh, when I got out on the water this morning, it was negative two. That's cold. And not really, though. I mean, if you get bundled up like I was there, um, as long as the wind is not blowing, you know, above 20 miles an hour, it's not really all that bad. You know, when it gets down to about, you know, and I was talking with Creole earlier, um, you know, it gets down to negative 40 up here from time to time. And that's when you, you start thinking, okay, maybe, maybe we'll just stay home today. But for the most part, as long as I can get through that ice, um, I'm fishing. 
you're good. As long as you got a place to duck out to, whether it's yeah. a, a shanty or, or a car nearby, like right here, I want to say hello to Michelle. How you doing, dear? Um, there was a question here. Somebody, fat boy, Eric's fishing says, uh, um, Mark, when are we going ice fishing again, buddy? Uh, I believe Eric is talking about the live stream I did on my channel. If, if I know you, Eric, and, and I'm, and I'm forgetting who you are because I don't recognize the, the username, but I've seen you before. Um, it, it, it's going to be like zero degrees tomorrow morning. Um, the, the, the closest place I got is literally like a half mile walk and, uh, in zero degrees, I'm not hauling all my gear out yeah. solo. If I got someone coming with me, I couldn't find anybody to go with me tomorrow, uh, solo and have to set that, all that stuff up. I need a flip over by the way, little side note there. I would do. And I went and I checked, I did some scouting today, which, you know, James knows. And most people who are, you know, fishing maniacs like like well people who love to fish d's in the house Maybe. normally do um i couldn't find any place to be able to park my truck and get on some water that i felt would have some fish um i was given a couple of spots to check out by somebody and they kind of fell through so uh tomorrow's a no-go uh, until i can find somebody to come with me um, I'm not going to be out on that water solo, especially walking there far, far on the water. It's probably safe, but it's better to be safe than sorry. Right, James? Yeah. Well, and, and like up here, the reason why I'm, I'm fishing off the docks and stuff like that up here is because we've had what we would, what I would consider bad ice. Yeah. It's, it's gotten, you know, below freezing several days, but then you, you know, you get these warm spells where it warms back up to 40, 45, 50 degrees. And that, that ice just kind of starts to you know get mushy and melt back off and then it starts to freeze again and then it does it oh you know it melts freezes melts and it's just it's if you're if you're unsure of the ice stay off of it it's that it's is, that honeycombing that'll get yeah. you every time it, yep. it'll be bad you know and then late in the season we were talking about edge ice and stuff and and you just don't know what's under you even eat even with a spud bar, man, you'll go through that honeycomb ice thinking it's safe, and then you'll take that step, and your boot will go through or whatever. Yep. You don't you you that like like so many people have told us, you know, be safe when you're out on the ice because there's no such thing as safe ice. Always keep your head on a swivel. You right. don't keep your feet on 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 firm ice, so to speak. So it's possible it's fun it's a good time but it is a different sport it's not like you can get out there with your boat and get rained on and leave you get out there and you fall through and you get wet you could be in some real danger so yeah and you don't you you really don't want to park that far away from where you're you're going to be fishing in case something like that happens and you pull yourself out of the ice you don't want to have to walk back a mile or half a mile to a mile to get back to your vehicle Matt's not asking for my favorite colors. I think he's asking for your oh, favorite color. My favorite color. So I can add um, mine. Uh, mine are the pink and orange. I have the be better luck on the pink and the orange tungsten uh, ice fishing jigs, guys. I uh, This time of year, I have good luck on the Acme Hammered uh, Gold. Si silver will work in a pinch, but for some reason up here where I'm at, Gold is the magic number. Whether you got a maxi, a waxy on there, or you got like a um, a red tadpole looking type bait that looks kind of like a wedgie with a little ball on the end, or even right. a wedgie on it, those seem to be good. That's what's imitating uh, the forage that's coming out of these muddy bottoms and stuff where I fish. Yeah, that works really good. Also, Wonder Bread is a hell of a color at night because, especially if you get the glow ones, they work real well. Um, 
I mean, that's something I, I haven't used. I haven't used any of the glow ones yet. Yeah, you don't make you don't basically get out at night though either. Yeah. You know, if you were well, fishing really deep for like walleye or something, you might want to do might. that during the day. Yeah, but other than that, I I don't see a need for it. Yeah. I, I don't charge them up during the day if I'm out. Um, other than that, they work pretty good. We've, we've done a lot of night ice fishing out here because a lot of the guys that I fish with, you know, they work during the day. So during the week, they want to run out when they can get away from their, whether it's their wives or at that time, most of them were had girlfriends. Now they're all married and they don't fish as much as before, which is why I got no one to go with me tomorrow. Come on guys, man up a little bit, but they'll get the hint after a while. Did I say that in front of all the ladies? Sorry about that. Ladies didn't mean it that way. Um, Send the email, care of Mark. Lyle Stokes at Panfish Nation. Nation. There Please we go. All complaints. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, the, the glow ones work good at night. And, and you got to remember those little plastic glow baits, they don't hold a glow for as long as you no. wish they would. No, you know? I know. But if you could, if you would take a, uh, actually what works even better is a camera flash but for some reason them flashes give out in the cold so you use those led ultraviolet lights and they don't put enough glow on them so uh, let's see what Merlo says what's going on michael uh i think the wind is worse when you stand over six feet tall just an opinion the wind's bad at no matter what no matter what yeah pretty much uh Creole says, I couldn't survive at those temps. We are tropical people. I think Creole's saying he's an island boy. Yeah, I think so too. That's that's kind of what I'm reading on that. But yeah, he was he was telling me that they uh they called off his school because it was gonna be 17 degrees tomorrow. So his kid couldn't go to school and they shut everything down. And it was just like we just had almost a foot of snow and negative, you know, 10 degrees and they're like, yeah, we're not calling off school. <laughs> uh, the real Shino says, Mark James, will you cover bullheads? But would they fall under the catfish category or panfish category? Very underrated fish, very delicious. Brown and black taste the best. Yellows are great. I imagine that's what he's saying. We could. T- you, you ever catch any bullheads through the ice, James? Uh, through the yeah, from time to time I do. Uh, we've got a small place down here. Um, when we get like a, a true hard freeze, and when I say hard freeze, I'm talking about sub, you know, freezing temperatures for about two weeks. Um, there's a where an old riverbed used to be, and I can go down there and drill a hole through the ice and catch them. But I tend not to, just for the simple fact of I usually save those for right around springtime when everything's starting to fall out, uh, thaw out, and the flathead are starting to move back up. So, I am. I have a one spot here. It's a local pond that they kind of closed off to us fishing, but that's another story. That uh, up until last year, I would always I, I would use um, Euro Euro tackle baits for them. Actually, their version of a lipless crank, and I'd just rip them off the bottom. I'd load the bottom treble hook up with wax worms, and I'd get at least one or two really really big bullhead. The first time I ever caught one at that spot, because this happens to be a local pond that people stock with fish they shouldn't stock with, James. I thought somebody threw like a baby flathead or something in there. It was that big. The thing literally was wow. like a pound and a half we waded in it. It was huge, but I kept, I keep, keep, I, well, up until this year, I kept catching them over there. So I'll catch them through the ice, but during the summer, I go back over there and I can't get on them. I, I don't know what it is. Because they're out, out, way out there, I can't get a line to them, so. 
Well, for the most part, uh, you know, and somebody had asked, you know, what kind of plastic I'm using. I'm not using any plastic. All I'm using is the tungsten jig and a wax worm. And you can, you can, don't get me wrong. You can get uh, crappie and, and bluegill and stuff like that to hit off of plastics this time of year, but you're not going to have as much luck. Yeah. You know, because it, they're just, they're a little bit bigger. And right now I, I find that most of your crappie and bluegill and, and bass and stuff like that, they're wanting something small. They're not wanting the larger, you know, if you're talking, and we're talking less than an inch. So. I think it's a, um, that, that, that's definitely the truth in most, most cases. I was out fishing with our friend Violet, you know, Violet, yep. right? I was fishing with Violet at some, some uh, a, a private lake that, uh, her, her, uh, uh, tournament partner lives on right it's not really a private lake but there's there's no public access it's not like they own the lake or anything right. they just built houses around and the only public access that was to this lake is like in disarray and the township doesn't know what to do with it but that's another whole story and uh, i was using uh um uh the little tungstens and wax worms for like like for two hours james nothing nothing i'm marking fish marking fish marking fish but i changed to one of those red longer longer you know uh wedgies on the back of that jig and boom i, I was killing them after that them. Yeah. yeah so i think i think waxies are definitely a good place to start and if you know there are fish there if you can see them whether it's on your your flasher or even a camera like i've been using this year um sometimes plastic might 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 be your bet i'm really starting to learn and i don't know uh for sure that i think profile can play just as big a um a part in all of that so yeah James says, I've been through the ice. I can tell you it's scary when something happens. I came real close to dying. Nobody likes hearing that. I'm glad you're still with us, James. Hey, guys, this is this is what I'm using. Just that little small hook with that, you know, a little bit of, of a tungsten or you know, lead or something like that. That's all I'm using to catch all the all the fish this time of year. Now those flat ones, they're they're like uh, I don't think they're called mini spoons, but they're like mini spoons. They flutter a little more. They and they, yeah. And they, they yep. do sail down in, in the water a little slower than a tungsten. A tungsten is a heavy material. Um, yep. Your vertical jigging. Uh, the reason for using tungsten is to get baits down as fast as you can back to the, to the fish. So if you're on a hot bite, you want to peel them off the top of the, the school and, and, and work your way down and tungsten is the way to do it. But if you got a finicky bite, those right there are my beta choice. I got a bunch of right. those as well too. Well, and you know, they used to make them little bitty small uh, spoons and you can't, you can't hardly find them anymore. Not around here anyway. And you look online and, and everybody is. Yeah, so it's, I know. Yep. And that's and, the worst part about it is this time of year, you know, people, people really don't have anything to do anymore. You know, because of the lockdown and all this other stuff going on, you know, there's been a lot more people that have bought gear. So if you, know. you can find the really small, I'm talking the really small cast master spoons, they'll work in a pinch. Um, I'm a big fan of, uh, um, slender spoons. I don't know if you've ever heard of those. They're mm -hmm. pretty much like a perch colored, 
uh, sheet metal spoon. So it's a little bit on the lighter side, right? Okay. They're good like walleye baits at night, definitely. And they'll work really good on crappie if you pinch off a minnow head and put it on there or a gob of wax. He said, trust me, it's easier to put one minnow headed head in there, right? Yeah, than it is in the cold, putting five or six waxies on the bottom of it. Those those work good in a punch, but those those are those are hard to find this time of year. They're crazy yeah. hard to find. Some of your bait shops, if they prepare, they'll have them. Um, and some of them will hold on to baits like that slender spoon. That's like a that's like a go-to bait. So they may have some of those still in stock at your bait shops because it's something that never goes out of style. Well, the, the biggest problem that I've got around here as far as bait shop is is this Walmart is closer than any bait shop. We've we do have one bait shop that's uh, I'm gonna say it's probably 40, maybe 45 miles from here. One of Millard. Um, and other than that, you're you're driving all the way over to Mark Twain or down to Columbia. Uh, they've got one outside of Thomas Hill, uh, somewhere along through there, but I've you know, I I don't know anything about it either. But it's just the the gear, ice fishing gear, you would think, you know, being this far up north and stuff like that, uh, we would have a lot more, but you just you don't have them. It's it, not not too many people get out there and do it. Um, like the couple of spots that I scouted today, um, and since it probably because there was no public access, there wasn't a. It was a huge area, James. I didn't see a hole poked in that whole area, so uh, I guess demand may not be there. But then you yeah. know, I just posted a TikTok today where it looked like a scene out of Grumpy Old Men, where there was like you know forty ice fishermen all on this one little channel as I'm driving by. It, it all depends on where. I know those guys probably get all their stuff from one bait shop that that I'm familiar with over Dave's Bait and Tax. Tax yeah. Jeremy, he's a good dude. He's got a podcast too. He's also a, a pro bass fisher, but he takes good care of me. I'm thinking all those guys found that place because of him. He'll send them over there. Um, let's see what else is going on in the chat. But uh, um, if I call, if you call a, a bait shop that you're friendly with and you got a question about what they have or what they don't have, they'll tell you, especially if you're in a situation like James and you got that long a drive, save the fuel. Right. Yep. Yeah, so let's but, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm, I am not afraid to drive. I mean, I'll, me and Katie will drive three or four hours away just to fish. So that's, that's not that big of an ordeal. Could we see some of the plastics you use, James, on your tungstens? Mark, you mine are in my truck. <laughs> I don't with this. Sorry, we're not better prepared. Yeah. Uh, I can take some pictures for you when I get out there tomorrow, Matt, and I know how to get them to you, but if you're wondering, but anything, or I'll just send you some pictures from offline. Uh, go to the Euro Tackle site, and they got they got a lot of good stuff there. Most of their stuff, the smaller microplastics are ice fishing related. Also, you can go to uh, Frostbite online. They got a lot of ice fishing related stuff there too, microplastics. Anything on the clam site will work. Look for colors that, you know, I like red uh, for plastics. I like white. I like glow, stuff like that. Yellow is a good yep. color. I've never had any luck with some of the blues that I've seen. Um, anything that has a lot of action without moving your rod is the way to go. It's just like fish and brush piles. Hey, there's SK. Speak of the, speak of the man himself. 
just like fish and brush piles. It's a finesse game. If yep. you only have to move your rod tip and the wind blowing your lines enough to make that the, the little tentacles on those little tiny plastics move, you're in business for the most part. So The Real Shanna says, I didn't ice fish. I used to have a dock on a lake, and I would kick the ice off um, as it was breakable enough, fish off the dock with worms, get some panfish, and used to uh, use the flesh to catch bullheads. That'll work. That will work. Yep. My, my secret go-to bullhead method is go catch some real tiny one-inch, maybe two-inch green sunfish out of the same pond. Cut them up in a cut bait, and that's how I get the big bullheads out of there with the with pretty much separating them from the, the little ones. That's usually one of my summer techniques. What's going on? Hello again, Betty. How you doing, sis? Hey, Betty. Uh, let's see. Everybody's saying hello to Betty. I would also love to see bullheads get covered as a whole, not just ice fishing one day, but not a lot of people like bullheads. Yeah, we can figure something out. Me and James will talk it over. Whether it's on here or I'm sure Lyle might have some ideas too. Yeah. Uh, let's go through some chat. So any other gear that's like imperative to you as far as actually chasing the fish? Now, the reason I'm, I, I was thinking we should talk about gear uh, while, while SK is, is in here, um, SK was talking about uh, a certain rod manufacturer that I use, right? Okay. And uh, he didn't have anything... He didn't say anything bad about him, but he sure didn't say anything good about him. And I won't repeat the name or anything, but it's surprising how um, um, things like that are important to individual, to the important to the angler. And I'm always looking for something better. Now, as far as fishing for, for, for let's say just real quick crappie, like, like SK does, he does a lot of vertical jack. Right with the 10 and longer foot rods off the front of his boat. I want to learn what the best gear is for that application. And being new to vertical jigging, I didn't know that um, there's better out there. So I appreciate him for bringing that to my attention. And I wanted to cover that as far as, you know, panfish went. And, and Lyle had mentioned you wanted to talk a little bit about ice fishing since you've been doing it all week. So that's how we came to this topic, if people were wondering. So. Yeah. Um, no, for the most part, I mean, I've got a an ice fishing rod right here. I mean, and you can, you're talking simple basics, you know, with a little spring bobber on it and stuff like that. Um, but you can get into the high higher dollar stuff where, I mean, it's that's just it. I mean, it's it's high dollar gear, and you get what you pay for. You, you really and truly do. Now, there are some companies and stuff like that that I will never buy from. You know, it kind of like what SK was talking about. Just for the simple fact of, you know, the customer service and stuff like that mm -hmm. is, is junk. You know, if you have an issue with the rod and, you you know, you may buy a brand new rod, take it out once or twice, and, you know, it is truly defective. You don't know until you use it. And yep. if they're not willing to, you know, to cover it, so, I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts on Flu Flu brand name, a brand name custom homemade jigs? I think they don't hold up well. If you're talking about regular hand tie jigs, I get mine from a couple of people. I get mine from uh, Kim Burnett. I get mine from uh, um, 
um, Eric Mashey, or I tie myself, or they're gifted to me by my good friend Lyle. I've never had a problem with any of those jigs, so yep. I don't I don't have any experience with hand ties. Now, as far as homemade plastics, plastics gonna go. I don't yeah. care if they're the little ice fishing ones or the open water uh, crappie jigs. They're 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 made to to be used. Uh, they're made to be pliable. If they're not flexible, you got little to no action on them. They're not going to work as well. Now, Steve over at Limits Tackle makes a hell of a bait that, you know, that's his whole motto is it'll last you. One bait will last you the whole, a whole limit of fish, and I believe it. And I don't know what his formula is, but he's, he is able to get that movement on him and, and still get the durability out of him. So I think I covered all the bases there. What do you think, James? Yeah, I think you did. Okay. I think SK was I caught in the corner of my eye on my second screen. Uh, SK was on my second screen. SK was asking where Lyle is. Lyle's feeling a little under the weather. Uh, he doesn't have the 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 C word or anything like that. I think he's just having a a, a case of the sniffles and he's got uh, 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 he's just taking it easy. He's been a little tired, so uh, we definitely got our thoughts with him today. Uh, I'm just going through the chats yep. here, James. Oh, if there's anything else that people are asking. Yeah, real and virtual outdoor says eighth inch castmaster. If you can you can usually find those in a three pack, right, James, if I'm not mistaken. I think you can. Yeah. Like at Walmart and stuff. Walmart and stuff. Yeah. They'll work but, pretty you know, good. And, and guys, if you can get yours your gear and stuff like that from uh mom and pop bait shop, buy it there. Spend a little bit of extra money, buy it at the, the bait shop. Don't give it to Walmart. Uh, but he says not here. Bait shop is five minutes. Walmart is half is ha is a half hour. hour. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I went to Betty's bait shop, and that's a pretty cool place. I don't blame her for for stopping in there all the time. No, they, no, no. Everybody knows you by name, and they have the stuff uh, we need. Uh, never I, them. If I had one closer. I'd be there all the time too. Uh, the real Shino says, uh, never buy those 40 hook value pack pass hooks. A lot of them are bent, uh, pack of crud destroyed a lot of them plastic baits, uh, because of odd bends. Yeah. You'll get used to what you like and what you, or what you can trust and what you can't. Right, James. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, and most of the, the, the lures I use are Arky. You know, because I found that, you know, the the one inch tube jigs, they're hard to find. They really and truly are. Um, and a lot of the, the fish I'm going after, you know, I'll fish, you know, even if it's tough, you know, on a bite or something that day, I'll drop down to those smaller crappie jigs. And that's what usually, you know, when I get the bite is when you go smaller. Question, is it true you have to hit several dock roofs with a spinner before they work correctly? Asking for a friend. Maybe. <laughs> you make them work correctly right out of the box, don't you, James? Yes, I do. I thought yeah. so. Real inverse And they get smacked up against the dock. <laughs> Troy over at Real and Virtual Outdoors says one sixteenth ounce slender spoon. I catch crappie and bluegill year round in Texas. Yeah, that's a heck of a bait. You can't go yes, wrong with a slender spoon. Uh, let's see what else we got in here, James. Oh, look at this. D's jumping on the 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 dockery hate way. Yeah. Oh my dockery! What did you do to people? 
I have no idea. Does this have to do with your last appearance here? It might. It we might. have another one of them if people. We, we we might end up with another one. I mean, you know, just saying. I see Jersey River has joined us. I see people saying hello to Kim. I'm yeah. There's Kim Burnett. What's going on, Kim? How you doing, bud? Oh, Kim. Kim had some big news yesterday that he, uh, I think he signed a com a commercial deal for his his hand ties. So uh, keep an eye out on his uh, Facebook page. And he said he was going to announce that. He said he had to keep it under wraps, but we want to make sure we congratulate him on that. That's kind of a big deal. So that is kind of cool. Got people saying hello. hello. All right. There's a lot of people here saying. All right. Now here's something I'd like to try. Papa it says three nights in a sleeper house on little Bay de knock while I perch Pike next week. That's awesome. I'm very jealous. Would you ever do something like that, James? Oh, I would in a heartbeat. I know up North here, you can, uh, rent one for a weekend i'm not quite sure what the cost is but you can get on some big walleye and a lot of white fish i've never caught a white fish but i hear they're delicious uh, but you got to eat them the same day if i'm not mistaken i have no idea i know nothing about most i mean we, i don't think we've got white fish here and it's a great lakes fish yeah so where i don't even see them i got to go way up north up in lance's neck of the woods up by green bay and such up there Okay, let's see. I saw well Freddie is going to take me down next year during the panfish tournament. That's fine. You can try, Freddie. You can try. Oh no, I just got lucky that day, guys. That was all it was. Reputation speaks a lot for a rod. I don't want to have to spend a a, a, a send a rod back buy or get parts that have failed i agree i'd rather have them work the first time you know there's always those exceptions but if it happens twice there's there either you got really crap luck or or the company's doing something wrong right that's for everybody to make that decision up oh, there it is there's the comment right there yeah parker says he doesn't have a, a local bait shop See, and we don't around here either. And it just, it's, we used to years ago, but unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of people that, that don't support them because it's easier to run into, you know, a big box store or order it offline. Um, no, you see, James, I think they're trying to, they're trying to goat me into it. They're trying to goat you into it. <laughs> Not going to happen. All right, Brad has a question. I guess we're going from ice fishing the spring spring crappie. What's your go-to crappie baits, James? My go-to would be a uh, one, oh, probably about a one thirty-second, one sixteenth uh, ounce jig head with you know a tube jig. And uh, when I say a tube jig, they to me they've got more action in that tail the way that it, they're split up that it attracts the fish more than a solid body or something like that. So that's, I'll usually uh, put that underneath a float and float it in about probably, oh, six to four feet of water back up toward the shore. And if I notice that they're hitting, you know, the four foot, then I'll go from four foot to two foot. And that way, you know, it covers more. And you're just constantly, I'm constantly looking, you know, for the depth of them because I, I, I really don't use electronics. 
you know, even when I'm ice fishing or any of that stuff, guys, I'm just, you know, I've got one rod that I take out there, my bait, a bucket to sit on and my ice auger. And that's it. Trial and error. As far yep. as spring crappie goes for me, I bank fish for spring crappie. At least I have up until this year. This year, I think I'm going to try to get the boat on on a lake and get, get a little higher numbers. Um, I can usually get my limit on there, but with a boat, I can have a few people on there and get three limits which is um i'm gonna see if i can't pull it off this year we're not going to keep anything under 10 is the plan yep. uh the lake has a minimum nine a 12 inch is a really big one for this the place i plan on going but in the spring they like them flats a lot they really do they like the mud flats close to a feeder creek that i know of and i can usually get to them from the bank with a weighted float and yep. I'll use like a Bobby Garland uh, little swimmer. Uh, the reason why the float works, it's the spring up here. And this is the Windy yep. City. If I'm fishing when if I'm fishing into the wind, I'm fishing in the right place. And that wind will make that little bit of ripple on the water. And that's what gets that little tail on there. Is it that just that little bit of an action? Okay. And it also, that moves it slower it than you can, re you know, actually reel from time. You it'll, know? it'll take me like a day to get, kind of tuned in on on what 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 depth they're at and where the structure has moved over to winter because you know you got new growth in the spring yep. um there's there's a feeder creek where a lot of uh brush and stuff gets washed down and once i can get keyed on that it'll be a week of limits and then they're gone for the yep. rest of the year but that's what i do in the summer now and, and now and for ice fishing for crappie uh, i don't have stellar luck i'll get on three, four, six, if I'm lucky, a seven or eight fish day. But that's just because I'm freezing to death, James, out there. Yep. And the couple yep. of spots that I am productive on, they're they're big, they're big uh, um, basins, and I am doing better at night than I do during the day. Um, I'm going to have to change that up a little bit after talking to Luke a little bit, maybe get closer to weed lines during the day, see if that pays off. But but that's the plan, and that's what I was going to do tomorrow, but it ain't going to happen. I ain't going out in there myself in 10-degree or, yeah, 10-degree weather. Yeah, I'm I'm probably not going to fish tomorrow. Um, I might wait till uh, Saturday to go again. But, uh, but no, I'm, I, I'm fishing anywhere from 10 to, uh, 10 to 20 feet. You know, and, and sometimes a little shallower, sometimes a little bit, you know, deeper and stuff like that. But it, it's slow. I And what I'm talking about is slow is I'm talking about a slow, you know, retrieval up. I'm talking about a slow drop. And we're talking, you know, and you've heard us say it again, you know, time and time again, a painful slow retrieve mm -hmm. where it's you literally are concentrating on you know, bringing that up as slow as you possibly can. It's frustrating sometimes. It is frustrating. It's like, oh my God, just bite. Yep. Just bite. But the older I get, the better I am at getting it, just, you know, taking a breath or whatever. If it gets to be too much, and it really is nerve-wracking, you got to go that slow sometimes. Yeah. And and when you're doing it, pays off. It gets a little easier as time goes by. So right. here we got Creole trying to get you up to 500 subs. Stop it, Creole. <laughs> or I'm gonna send more of this cold weather your way. Be funny watching you build a house in ten degrees. Uh, there we go. Lance says whitefish is a target fish this year for sure. Let us know how that tastes if you get on it. Paul Frick in the house. Uh, what's going on, Paul? People are being angry at each other in there, telling each other to be hush, but not in such a nice, nice terminology. Yeah, you'll have it from time to time. 
James is complaining about a rod company. We won't put that up there, but we can feel your pain. We understand. Yeah. And we've got some, we've got some, uh, some stuff in the works guys that were, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to figure out the best way to do it. And, and, you know, with gear and stuff like that. So you guys, guys, make sure you stick around. There's going to be some big things happening this year. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Again, the real channel says waiting for the ice to come to Southwest Michigan so I can get some burbot, walleye, and northerns. There you go. There's some big walleyes out in that country. You know, my buddy Dom from Fishing with Dom. You remember him? Yeah, I remember Dom. Yeah, he, he does pretty good on a walleye out that way. Frank over at Twisted Fishing TV says if you're in Northeast Indiana, uh, Bieber's Shot and Sinker is stocked with ice gear. Very cool. Do you guys get a lot of ice out there, Frank? Let me know. I know they get a lot of lake effect snow. Um, something that you guys could do that would help, you know, a little bit of everybody is if your local bait shop uh, ships, you know, to, to customers' homes and stuff like that, make sure you go over to Panfish Nation and put their, uh, their website, if they have a website, put the website up there. And to let us know where we can go to go you know, to buy some of our gear and stuff. I don't mind ordering, you know, from different states and stuff like that. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people that, you know, would love some of the gear too. So, and it would help everybody out. Yeah, we got people asking if Cusk is the same as Burbit. I know all of, the only names I know for Burbit is Eel Pout and Burbit. Burbit, yeah. Those are the two I know. Doesn't mean the other ones are are it. So Google says Cusk. Uh, I thought Cusk might have be saltwater. I'm not sure. I don't 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 listen to me. I don't know enough about it. Paul Freak says, Mark, uh, do you mark brush and structure in the boat and fish the same spots on ice? Yes, I do. Um, I definitely do that. I have Garmin. Um, uh, fish finder and I mark all my brush piles on there and then I use uh, active captain with captain which is the phone app and I mark it onto my phone so that's a heck of a lot easier and it saves you a lot of time when you go back over to look for them in the in when you're walking out there with a sled on the ice so definitely that's a great tip and see what I'll do um, is if I cast out and I get snagged up I'm 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 you know making a, a note of that to be okay you know there's something there and if i get snagged up again more than likely it's a brush pile and that's that's how i'm gonna find you know places to ice fish but unfortunately for right now the ice is still bad enough up here that i've only got one place that i can ice fish locally without driving an hour and a half so through ice and yeah all that good stuff. Good ice is hard to find, and, and sometimes it's access. You know, it's like one or the other. Um, I'm sure yeah. if I go way up north, I can get on a lot more or a lot more places. But right now, I just have the time to do day trips and stuff. So, yeah. Fields of Water says, I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Uh, guys, next week on the bait job, Chad's going to sing the Pointer Sisters for us. Chad, please put that away. No one wants to see it. <laughs> we, we would rather you go back to hiding it, bud. 
Frank says, usually six to 10 feet by this time. Uh, but this year it's been warm. So we usually have ice or six to 10 inches by this time this year, but it's been warm. Uh, we usually have ice from mid December to beginning of March. Yep. Same, same here. Uh, Frank, pretty close to it. We'll sometimes have a set, a warming and a second freeze in December, but usually around Christmas we're ice fishing. Yeah, see, we're not, we're usually not ice fishing until, oh, probably first week of, of January. And that's if we've had some, you know, hard, hard freezes and stuff like that. And we just haven't had them. Don R says, Mark, Bourbon have a hundred, have, have a hundred of names. I believe it. Let's see if we got anything else in chat. So, all right. Night, buddy. Good night, buddy. All right, I think I got caught up with chat, so that's good. So what else do you want to talk about, James, as far as gear goes? You, well, not necessarily gear, but don't you have a tournament, crappie tournament that you're going to be doing this year? I'm, I'm going to do a Size Matters crappie tournament. I'm waiting to figure out a date. It's definitely going to be in April sometime. Um, it's. I'm trying to decide whether it's going to be 9 inches or better or 10 inches or better. Uh, I still have to decide. Um, I, I'm thinking I have uh, March Madness going on in in March, I'm working on the logistics for that, trying to get the dates nailed down, see how many contestants I can have in it. And then I'm going to need at least two weeks off after that, James, because those <laughs> things those things will wear you out, especially a multi a bracket tournament like that. It's a hell of a lot of work. But I think that would be a good one. So um, uh, not that I'm trying to exclude anybody or whatever. I just want to see some big fish, James. Right. Yep. Nope. nope. I, I totally get it. It's not like Safe. I'm trying to cheat or anything because I'm going to be here at home calling it. I'm not going to partake in it. I don't think that uh, um, it would be right for me to do so, even though I'd love to do it. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna call a tournament from home and, and just write down where all you guys are fishing and make lists and destinations. But that's another story. Uh, we're going to do that. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a one day. It, I, and I was going to ask everybody how long it needs to be, stuff like that I'm trying to figure out. I don't know if we're looking at like a three, four, five hours. I think a three-hour crappie tournament might be good. I, I don't know yet time of day yet to be determined but that's what i'm kind of thinking about doing now are you gonna have uh, a rule or anything that's gonna handicap the missouri boys again or yeah 10 inches nine inches whatever it is no i'm not gonna have any rule to, to okay. handicap okay. well i just i mean you know chad chad hates missouri for whatever reason you know he, he really and truly does and him making that ball win rule he I, hates Missouri more than he, he loves rolls. I know. I just, I don't get it. I hope Miss Cindy heard that. Uh, well, I don't because it'd break her heart. This is true. He's just being yeah, mean. You're breaking mom's heart, Chad. That's all right. She'll, she'll spank him at, at Mendota. Ooh. So yeah, that's the thoughts for that. Chad, Chad's also doing, isn't he doing a bumping tournament? I forget what he named it. I don't remember. It's a couple of tournaments, and then there's talk about a a bait shop versus the the no script crew, something like that. There's going to be all sorts of fun and stuff. So it's happening. just going to be it's going to be Chad against the bait or the no scripted crew. Well, you know, it's, Fred, you know, Freddie is part of that whole deal. Well, I'm, yeah, I know, but I've I've only seen Freddie catch like two fish since he's come onto the scene. So I just I didn't know. Uh, whatever. Chad must think so, Morello. Chad must really think so. 
Bumping for biggins. That's what Chad's called. That's what it was. That's what he's calling. I've never gone bumping, but I look forward to checking that out. Hopefully we'll get a, we'll get to do that this year. I have so many different things I want to actually fish for. Um or fishing techniques and chase and all that stuff. So right now we're gonna keep we're gonna try and get on get on the ice pretty soon. I got an invite to go someplace hopefully this weekend, but the guy that gave me the invite's kind of a wuss. Doesn't like it to be too cold. He's like, oh, if it's over 30, we'll go. If not, we won't. I don't understand it. Now I was I was out there for three hours today. It went from negative two to twelve. So and I would have stayed longer, but yeah. Anyway. Scott has a question if it's going to be bank or boat. Scott, I'm guessing you're wondering about the uh um the size matters crappie tournament. I, I don't care. Bank or boat. Yeah. Don't matter to me, but I don't want to hear anybody crying that you know the boat guys won a bunch. I've seen guys slam off the bank. Uh, like Ketchum, that's always in on or had, was in on SK's, uh, um, some of SK's live chats. I know that guy's a slayer off the bank. I don't think he sets foot on a boat, but a few times a year, if I'm not mistaken. So, Scott, if you want to fish from the bank or the boat, that's up to you. I don't care if you use live scope. I don't care what you do as long as they're, you know, over the, the minimum size limit, which I need to need to decide as far as like handicapping somebody i saw somebody mention that in there i haven't given that much thought to it um i i don't want to be the the one responsible for thinking up a handicap and having you know people like the state of missouri hating me like our brother chad has right now that was yeah that's bad you don't want that mark so we're just going to do something like that. So, but there'll be some big guns out there. I'll tell you folks. So if you want to step up and, and have a good time, I mean, have at it, have at it. LG Bass says, uh, Mark, the most important piece of ice fishing gear is my phone. That way I can sit on my couch and watch you fish. Kind of like I do when he's out on the dock, when it's raining in the middle of the night, all night crappie day fish on why does that name sound like it might be in one of these crappie tournaments it may be chad is jealous of missouri i guess i could uh i guess i would be too if i was from ohio did chad's not from ohio but we can say he's from ohio that'll really get him mad okay then all right then that's that's what it is now on everybody chad is from ohio chad's finally from the right side he hates missouri uh chad has a comment there that we won't highlight and he's a lot allergic to cinnamon so cindy uh, he can't have any more of that that's right sk says uh that kitchen's coming back cool that guy's a wealth of knowledge uh he's yeah. big time uh um if i if i remember correctly yeah it's been a while since he's on he's a uh big finesse uh fisherman so yep aaron someone did say crappie i'm gonna have a crappie uh tournament on mine uh, it's going to have some uh, a size limit to it. I don't understand that, Morello, or else I'd highlight it. What's going on, Jesse, in the house? Chad says he's taking his tackle box and going home. I think he's taking a beating in chat. Did you see any of that? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I saw some of it. I'm just, I'm kind of chuckling on the inside. <laughs> Uh, no, but for the most part, guys, if you're going to get out and fish during the, the winter months, just be safe. I mean, if you get cold, go to, go home. If you, you know, can't feel your fingers anymore, that's time to go. Yeah. 
Actually, it'd be good to, to go. It'd be good to leave right before you, you yeah. can't your fingers anymore. Yeah, because that stuff hurts. Frank says, I'm just waiting for y'all to come check out my 101 Lakes Country. I don't know what that means, Frank. Right? Invite, that's a great invite. I appreciate it. Only thing, man, driving through that city, Frank, is a nightmare. <laughs> but I might do it to fish, though. <laughs> Ain't gonna lie. He'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm thinking to... about going down to Mark Twain here oh, next couple of weeks and see if I can't get on something down through there. I'd like to get out to Truman. I think we should do a trip to Truman, James. I know that Lyle would want to do it. I know Kim said he'd fish with us. Uh, I'm sure we could get a couple other of the Missouri boys out there and do a um, go go after some big Missouri crappie. Yeah. You know, I might have to do that this spring when ice is out. I might have to head to, because I'm guessing now this could be my guess is that spring crappie happen, happens a lot sooner down there and at Rend Lake where Josh is at than it does up here. Usually, but, usually about the first part of April is when the crappie really start stacking up. I mean, up through here. And we're we're not talking small dink crappie. We're talking the breeders that we're talking, you know, mm -hmm. big females and big males and all this other stuff. So yeah, right around the first part of April, you I can start getting on some big crappie. And that's that's when I, you know, my blood pressure starts to rise and Katie gets annoyed at me because it's constant, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's like so, buck fever, ain't it? You get on there thinking about it. Cause, yeah, because I'm thinking if you guys are at the beginning of April, ours is like at the end of April up here. Yeah. So I'm thinking I can make both spring seasons down there and up here. I got to work this out. I got to figure out crappie tour 2022. Frank says he has 101 natural lakes plus several rivers. Well, all you got to say is rivers. I'm a river guy. That's right. I love my rivers. I know, James, you like, you're a big lake fisherman, right? Or would you rather fish the river? Um, I would much rather fish a river than I would a lake. But it's hard to get crappie on those rivers. That's it's, it is. It's a little bit harder to get them. But, I mean, if you know where to go, then you can get on them. Um, and the, the good thing about fishing on a river like that, um, it, you might hook into, you know, a mess of crappie. And right in the middle of your mess of crappie, you may hook into a channel cat or a blue or a flathead, you know, and... Or yeah, or drum, Katie. Um, or you know, some walleye or white bass or hybrids or something like that. There, you just never know. That and that's that's the best part about fishing on the river. You just really truly never know what you're going to get. I didn't even know we had white bass in our river until I caught one one day, and that that was a while ago. I just I'm like, hey, we have these up here. Kind of cool. Uh, the real channel says, do you guys catch and release or do you guys eat fish? The answer is, at least for me, is yes. 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 That's what I'm going to say to that answer, too, is yes. Responsible harvest, my friend. Yep. Use it. I hate cleaning fish, so it's probably a little more than responsible harvest. But we always we always remember. Let's, let's make this clear. Mark doesn't hate cleaning fish. He hates cleaning both sides of the fish, guys. This is true. So, even, even Katie laughed. I heard her. In the yeah, she podcast. was chuckling. So you can't be mad at me. Katie laughed. I'm off the hook. That's <laughs> the way that works. Michael Morello, Family Fishing, says, James, do you have any crappie spots on the Mississippi uh, near your catfish spots? Yep. Yeah. Uh, up there around Canton, uh, during the springtime, you can usually get into a, but, you know, a 
pretty decent mess of uh, crappie oven through there. So you you want to watch a YouTuber that slays big Mississippi River crappies? Stu over a total angling experience. If you're watching them catch big crappie, it's usually on the backwaters of the Mississippi. Yep. I'm not going to. I I he won't tell you, and I'm not going to tell you what part of the Mississippi is on, but he gets on some biggins. Yeah, biggins. Uh, See, I'm looking forward to the bluegill this year more than anything. I found a new place, and I'm going to be hitting them pretty hard. Here's a – Indiana doesn't let you use shad to fish. It's legally use shad except for a handful of rivers uh, for my reading the law. That's interesting. I would definitely have to – Read up. I've never used shad. I've fished a lot of, I've fished the Tippecanoe River in the Indiana a lot, but that was before I started chasing catfish as hardcore as I do now. I was a Damn. young lad. Up oh, and here's Frank clear, clearing that up. He says, You can use shad in Indiana as long as it isn't live bait. Cut is fine. Only a few places allow live shad. Good to know. Always rules and regulations, whether it's creel size or the baits you can use. Definitely how many lines you can have. Uh, there we go. Frank says we got some decent crappie runs in our streams and rivers. Cool. <clears throat> so are you getting back out in the morning? You said it was going to be awfully cold. Um, no, I think I'm going to take tomorrow off. Um, I'm going to go through my gear and change some lines over and stuff like that and probably hit it back up again Saturday. Have you have you been keeping count of how many fish you got this year? Yeah, I have. Are you going to keep that to yourself? That was a cute. Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's I'm keeping that to myself. He doesn't want me to have a number to to shoot. No, no. <laughs> there's a, there's a couple of people that I've been you know keeping track and you know if you if you read the messages and stuff like that you'll know exactly how many fish I've got this year. But it, uh, <laughs> okay. I, I'm getting up there. I'm going to put Lyle in charge of keeping track of your fish. Once Lyle gets to feeling better, we're going to have him go through all your posts and, and add that up. Add that up. Either that or I'll just have to PayPal uh, Katie 10 Yeah, let's, let's not do that now, guys. Come on. Let's play fair here. Uh, Joyce says, look at this. Joyce says, crappie limit is 25 per day on Lake Fork. We got this. Now, Lake Fork is a place I definitely like to fish. See, now, we've got uh, a couple of places up here where the crappie limit is only 15. Uh, and then we've got other places where it's 30. we got some places there are no limits. Like up on the chain, there's no limit. Where I was fishing for Chad's Slabmaster tournament, no yeah. limit. No limit up huh. there, which might be why I was having such a hard time. That and probably because I wasn't fishing in the right place since they moved from my pre-fishing it three days before. So, But that'll well, happen. If if he if he puts that tournament on again this year and and I'll you know, and I I may I may fish your you know tournament also but I'm going to fish a different place that I want you know I don't want to fish the same spot twice during one of these tournaments I just want him not to allow trout well no that's fine I could have spent I could have spent that extra two hours catching nothing but crappie Mark Dockery gets half the time that's the well. and Dockery gets half the that's that's fine. <laughs> You guys start making all these rules for us Missouri boys again. I know how it is. Uh, Papa says, if you want big crappie, you got to go to the lake. I kind of agree with you there. 
I've got some decent crappie lakes up here. Yeah, sure. I'm like, on, on the river here, I, I'll, I've seen a couple of big ones kind of come out, but I think they washed over the dam from the reservoir up above yeah. on their way down here. But usually they're, they're on the small side. Um, I got my suspicions as to why the crappie population on my river is kind of low at this point, but it's rebounding in the last two years. But uh, um, there's a big construction project, but that's here and yeah. there. Well, see, a lot of the the problem that we run into here around here um, is either one place gets fished way, way too much or it doesn't get fished hardly at all. And, you know, that's where, you know, we're going through and we're, you know, we're aging a lot of these crappie to find out exactly, you know, if they're overpopulated, if they're, you know, they're growing right. That's right. Chad says from fields to water, I could limit Dockery to trout only, and he'd still be a force to be reckoned with. Nah. I'm telling you guys, man, that was just, that was pure luck. I mean, Jeremy Colvin could have gotten on him. Josh could have gotten, I mean, Josh did get on him that day. And if those, she'd have gotten that spot a lot sooner. So did, so did Freddie. He got on him there towards the end too. The panfish. If you could you imagine if that was a crappie bite he got onto that fast and furious? Freddie caught fish that day. Freddie caught a bunch of fish. Oh, I guess I don't remember that. Yeah, I think he was up in the th Freddie, forgive me if you're in here, but I think he was up in the 30s or something. Chad should know. He was well, up hey, Josh, he was catching him. Josh had 106 bluegill. Josh had a bunch. He came in second, and Freddie was yeah, the he, he had 106 bluegill or 106 fish altogether, and I had 108. So, I mean, Josh Josh was right there with me. It's that point system that'll get you. But, yeah, yeah. Freddie did pretty – I think Freddie, Freddie ended up in third. I could be wrong. If Chad, if you haven't fallen asleep on the couch with a Reese's peanut butter cup in your hand, um, let us know in the chat. Hey, you want me to show something to Chad? Hold on, Chad. Yeah. Look at this, buddy. Oh. I sent those out in a care package to one of the people. Look at that. Freddie says he got 34 in two hours. I thought yeah. it took him a while to find him. He like traveled. It was like watching some ocean voyage movie of back in the day, like pirates going across the ocean. That was Freddie going that across that lake in his little boat. And then once he got to the spot, he got on him. He did really well. I just, I guess I just don't remember him ever catching a fish that day. Oh, well. It happens. Frank says, I spread my fishing out. I know I can personally do damage. Uh, even bait fish. I try not to hit the same holes more than twice a year. I I understand. Yep. I understand. I do the same thing. You know what? I want to try catching this year a little more of those white bass. I want to try using them for bait, for flatheads. We'll see how they do. I have a couple of local younger guides swear by them yeah so i might get on them a little bit and they're telling me to use mini cranks to get them they say once you get on them you'll you'll get enough for a day of fishing without hesitation so well freddie's mad about something who knows I teleport to mark's house i want rhesus <laughs> and knock off mcrib for dinner sometimes a knockoff mcrib is better than the real thing we are talking about mcdonald's 
So, James, you got anything else you want to add? This is your uh, time right here, bud. That's about it. I, I promised Lala wouldn't rant. He's paying me good money not to. So it's just true. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and and putting on with putting up with my uh, malarkey and and James's knowledge. Um, we appreciate you definitely make sure you tune in to catfish weekly on Monday. You got Chad as the new co-host, uh, and Lyle definitely as host extraordinaire got my show. I got Mr. Eric Massey from Eric Massey jig That's company. On Monday night. So if you're here listening to panfish nation, I would definitely tune in Monday night after catfish weekly. Uh, obviously we got all the regular characters during the week. Who am I missing? Uh, we got Jody on after this. Go check her show out. We got uh, the bait shop on Thursdays, and we got uh, uh, Panfish Nation again every Thursday night. So uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Have a wonderful week. Keep warm. If you get on the ice, be safe. Be safe, guys. All right. Take us out, Lyle.